surging UFC welterweight Randy Brown. What's going on, Randy? I know you're in New York. Man, the epicenter of this coronavirus. How's your life right now? Um, it's on hold, just like the rest of the world, I guess. Oh, well, some parts of the world. <laughs> you know, um, I'm just on hold, man. Ain't nothing we could do right now. Just doing what we can do. Training, you know, staying home, staying safe. Social practicing, good social distance, social distancing etiquette. <laughs> you know, so that's it. All right, let's go back to uh, April 11th, UFC Portland. You're originally supposed to face Vicente Luque. They canceled that show. Mm. What exactly happened, you know, leading up to that? Uh, that date? Um, nothing. Everything was good. You know, camp was on fire, you know, probably one of my better camps and everything was right on track or where it was supposed to be. But then, you know, my fight got canceled. Obviously it was it two weeks prior, two or three weeks prior to, um, to the actual, to the actual date. And once that happened, everything kind of slowed down. We pumped the brakes, you know, started prioritizing everything else, trying to get, you know, everything else in order around us, you know, preparing for, you know, what was happening with the coronavirus and all that. So I kind of just stopped, stopped training and just chilling, you know. And then they they asked me if I wanted to fight on the 18th. They asked me if I wanted to fight on the 18th, probably, you know, like two weeks after. And then I was like, nah, because it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. You know, I wasn't, I tried to rally a camp, like I was telling you before, but all my training partners, my training partners, they're not training. My gym's closed. Training partners are like, they're, from other gyms, their gyms closed. Um, social distancing is like big in New York right now. So everyone has to like stay inside, you know? So it was tough. It was just tough. It just didn't make sense. I didn't have the means to train and, you know, be at my best. It wouldn't make sense for me to show. It wouldn't be fair to me, my opponent, you know what I mean? Or the fans for me to show up and, and put on a half-ass show, you know? And plus, especially this is an opportunity for me to break into top 15. So knowing that this is that kind of opportunity, it wouldn't make sense for me to go out there and, and have a lackluster performance because, you know, fans don't give a fuck about your circumstances. They don't give a shit. They just want to know what happened that day. And, you know, so I want to give myself the best chance possible to show up and do what I do. Before they canceled the show, was New York hit with the coronavirus or did it happen after the cancellation? Oh, no, we were already hit. We were hit like, we were hit maybe a week prior, but people were still, people were still kind of, out and about doing things, you know, it was just, they were just talking about it daily, talking about it daily, but then once they decided to shut everything down, you know, that's when things really started to take, take a turn, a sharp turn. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a time of, it's a time in the world where you do have to be very careful of where you go and who you talk to. And, and you, like you said, you, you said the gym shut, your training partners are not training, you're not training. So, it, it it you're on this fence right it's like this is a big opportunity for you so you could take the opportunity and maybe like have a lackluster performance or you could you know pump the brakes and say okay i'm just gonna you know let this one pass and and take that next opportunity and i think that that's the smarter mm -hmm. thing to do right is because every fight is important when you get to this level it's not like you could just take Absolutely. these one-offs yeah, absolutely. And I don't think the opportunity is lost. I don't think I lost my spot or anything like that. You know what I mean? For me, it's like, I'm in no rush. One, I know where I'm headed. You know what I mean? I know I'm super confident in my abilities. You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm in the, you know, the best organization in the world, you know, like the best competition, you know, the highest level of guys and shit, shit happens, you know, but I'm in no rush. You know what I mean? I know my, what my capabilities are and I know where I'm headed. So I'm not really too worried about 
you know, losing the spot. And hey, worst case scenario, I looked at it like um, since uh, Vicente uh, Luque, what's his name, uh, Nico, mm-hmm. since Nico Price got the fight, in my head, I'm like, all right, well, it's a win-win for me. You know what I mean? Cause if I get to fight the winner either way, I get a rematch with, you know, with the dude that beat me, but I'm I'm thousand percent sure I could beat, but that's a whole other story, right? And then, you know, Vicente Luque, my original matchup. So I was like, all right, they can go ahead and work that out right now and I'll just chill for now. And then maybe in July or August or some time like that, when everything gets back to normal, I'll be I'll be there. Do what I do. That show the week later, that one was canceled too. So it was just like unstable. Yeah, but now they're talking about uh, May 9th. Yeah. I, I heard they didn't send out any contracts, you know, that I know of as of right now, but, you know, to any of those fighters that's listed, but they put up a, you know, a card, a, you know, theoretical, a theor- theoretical card or whatever, <laughs> but they, they put it up and we'll see, you know, we'll see if it actually goes down May 9th. But either way, I just want people to stay safe. I want to be safe. I want my training partners to be safe. And I think that me hitting the bag in my backyard doing my strength and conditioning on my own in my backyard, you know, cooking. I'm cooking. I've always been a person that cooks, you know, but having to wear a mask and go to the grocery store, you don't want to go to the grocery store all the time because it's like, it's crazy out there right now, you know? So it's just, I don't know. I'm worried about the people around me too. I have like my mom, you know, um, it's my family, like, you know, my son, like, you know, my in-laws. I got so many people, older people around me that I don't want, I don't want them to get affected. So, I got I to gotta be safe. Training in my backyard is not going to be enough for me to go and put on a performance, you know. And even then, I just think that it's just not going to be good for me to go and be there. I'm not worried about me. I'm good, you know what I mean? But what happens if I get this thing and I'm and I keep bringing it around with the people that I love, you know? I don't want that, so. The lockdown lifestyle, like, what is your lifestyle every day? You know, like you said, you're in the back hitting the bag and doing your little strength and conditioning stuff. But, man, it must be hard to just go out there right it's you're just like man i mean i'm used to training two to three times a day now i'm training once a day you know and it's not it's on my own i'm just doing my own thing you know but it's everybody's doing the same shit i can't complain we just here especially in new york we just everybody's locked down i'm just chilling i've been playing video games the days are blending <laughs> the days are blending you know my sleep pattern is all fucked up but you know what can you do? It's just, it is, it's quarantine. We're all quarantined, you know? I've been playing a lot of Blackout. I've been playing, playing, uh, not Blackout, um, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty and shit. Okay, okay. So, that's, that's been good. That's a good game. I've been getting good at that. Right, as we speak, right here, I, when you text me just now, I was like, all right, yeah, uh, let me see if I can flip my camera. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I was just playing just now, like literally, uh, right before you called. <laughs> so that's all I've been doing, man. Video games. Um, I've been watching a whole bunch of shitload of old fights. I've been studying some boxing fights. You know, I'm a huge boxing fan too. So it's been watching a lot of shit. Who you been? TV time. Who are you watching? What boxers? Uh, old shit, man. Old shit, like old Floyd shit. Mm-hmm. Old. I even went back to Tommy Hearns. I was watching old Tommy Hearns. Um, a lot of stuff, man. I've been watching this one kid prime time coming up, you know, just a lot of shit. It's just randoms. <laughs> Tommy Hearns, man. He was, he was the, he was legit right there. Yeah. He was like that jab, man, that jab. And he had an underrated hook. People sleep on his hook, man, because of his length. His hook was vicious. His left hook was filthy and he'd throw it so smooth right off of his jab. It was nice. 
May 9th, man, they said that they're going to have a card. And uh, Vicente Luque, Nico Price. Break down that matchup. How do you see that playing out? I see Vicente Luque TKO on him. TKO on him again. You know, unless unless somehow he, the wild man Nico Price pulls it off, you know, with some crazy shit. Because he always has something. He's so unpredictable, you know. He's like, he can he can catch you from anywhere, you know, at any moment. But I think I think that Vicente has the, the fundamentals down. I think he, you know, has his, his hands are always up. Everything is nice and tight. He doesn't really make too much mistakes. Good, steady pressure. He understands distance well, you know. Tight punches. I think Nico Nico gets gets TKO'd or possibly KO'd in that fight. Last year, man, you had a very good year. It's like many people will say a breakout year. You know, you you did really well against top competition, which leads you to a, a ranked fighter like Vicente Luque being matched up, right? Mm-hmm. What did you think? Like, what were you working on that whole year that you felt like okay, this was some of the key factors of me having such a great year? All right, so. If you go on social media or even like Reddit or whatever, and the things people say about me, mm-hmm. if you if you really read what they always say about me, it's kind of like I've noticed people saying, "Hey, he has a low fight IQ, mm-hmm. low fight IQ." Like people always say, "I have a low fight IQ," right? And I'm just like, "How the fuck do I have a low fight IQ?" Like in their mind, they've never really been in there, so you know, they just everyone is an expert and they have things to say. So, but I just noticed that's one of the things that people would say, and for me. I chalked that up to something that I needed to work on, which was decision-making. I did make bad decisions at times during fights, and that came to, you know, that's why people were saying I have poor fight IQ. But um, I've done things, I've grappled when I probably shouldn't have grappled, you know. I've, you know, I've done shit like that, just decided to do takedowns when I shouldn't have been doing takedowns. But I think that's enough, that just came from maturity, you know, and just being you know, what they call mat time, being in the octagon and being it and just doing it. And sometimes you're going off autopilot and you're just going off adrenaline. But at that time, but now I'm in a space where I feel I'm not going off of adrenaline anymore. I'm not just going off of instinct. I'm, I'm analyzing the fight, you know, I'm controlling the fight, dictating where I want to fight, what I want to take place and what I want to happen, you know. And I think that comes from just maturity. At the end of the day, that's what it comes from. And just being in the game for a lengthy amount of time, you know, because I always talk about this, you know, and people don't realize I got into the UFC super early. I know a lot of guys on the on the, the out circuits, when they got into the UFC, they got into the UFC maybe, they, they had time on the, on the local circuits for about, I want to say three, four years, five years sometimes. I was on a local circuit for a year. You know what I mean? I had like all my fights within that year and then I went to the UFC, you know, so... Maybe I wasn't ready at the time, you know. Now I'm ready. Now I'm experienced, and you know, training has the training that I've been doing is just pretty much the same. I've all, I'm always improving. Nothing's changing, you know. Only thing that changes is is my skill set, you know. But I'm always focusing on looking to learn something new, looking to develop my strength, looking to develop my striking, you know, and different sequences. That's pretty much it, you know. And I'm putting it all together now, and I feel. I do feel I have I'm one of the better strikers in the division, if not possibly the best. I know I'm going to get chewed up for that, but <laughs> that's a fact. You know, that's a fact, and I can't wait to show it. The the boxing, you know, is that some, a goal for you to, like, be one of the best boxers in MMA? Um, That wasn't really a goal. I am. Mm-hmm. I am the best boxer in MMA, I think, you know. Maybe I haven't shown it 
yet I've shown glimpses, you know, if you're paying attention, you see what it is, but I honestly think I am, you know, and um, that wasn't necessarily a goal. My goal was always to just be the best I could be and be the best in my division, you know. Um, when it comes to stand-up, ain't nobody fucking with me. Ain't nobody in my division fucking with me when it comes to stand-up. And I, I could not wait to show up because the Vicente fight, I was going to be the underdog again, right? You yeah. know how it goes. And, yeah, I was going to shock a lot of people, and I can't wait. I pray we get that same matchup, you know, and, and we go in and do what we do. Yeah, that Vicente matchup is like a perfect matchup for both you guys because he has the boxing too. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. who's going to have the best boxing? Who's going to turn into a boxing match, I thought. Yeah, that fight, it was, that fight was going to be fire, bro. That fight was going to be that fight was gonna be fire, you know, and I knew it. I knew it. And he has the perfect style to bring out the best in me because he's coming. He is coming forward with pressure, you know, and I'm hard to hit, man. I'm hard to hit clean. I'm hard to hit flush. And it was just going to be a, a, a masterful display. Yeah, I think the the fans and even the media and, and just people in general that watch the sport, they, they have this expectation with those three letters, the UFC. Mm -hmm. And, yes, and yes. they don't look at each individual fighter at that moment in their career. It's just, oh, you're in the UFC, so you have to be this level. Mm -hmm. You have to be like this. And a lot of the people, like you said, that are on Reddit or on these uh, social medias and all that is guys that they they never fought. So it's like, how do you know that this dude has poor fight IQ, right? It's like, how do you know? Yeah. It's like, they just, this, you know what? I seen someone say, hey, when I fought Mickey Gall, they're like, he could have easily knocked out Mickey Gall, and he chose to grapple him. Why would he grapple someone? And look, he lost the second round, looked horrible when he could have easily. It's not a, nothing's easy. Mickey Gall is a fucking stud. That dude is nice. He's a, bad, he's a, he's a beast at what he does, right? He's, he's in the UFC. He is an elite athlete at the end of the day. But a lot of people don't know that was all, that was all ego on my part. Like, if you the story you know the story leading up to our fight he was talking so much shit because he came to my gym and when he came to my gym he like he choked me out when we were training you know at Henzo Gracie Academy we were training and you know he in mean, practice eh, we don't talk about practice it is what it is you know what I mean he caught me I caught him as well that day and he went on this interview and he went on these rants talking about how he bodied me up and he did this to me and did that to me at the time Mickey was hot and he was talking you know he's talking spicy at that time right <laughs> And I was just like, all right. I didn't say much. I was like, all right. When that time comes, I hope this guy that you portraying to be shows up. Because if not, I'm going to hurt you. All right? And we was doing, you know, the whole media thing, talking back and forth or whatever. So I grappled him because I wanted to grapple him. I grappled him because I wanted to show him, like, bro, like, nah. Like, not because you choked me in practice means that, you know, you're... Mm -hmm. Obviously, he has good jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? But I have good jiu-jitsu, too. I'm not a jiu-jitsu ace. I'm not no Gary Tonin or nothing like that. You know what I mean? But... I'm a brown belt, bro. Like I'm a Henzo Gracie brown belt. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a solid on the fucking ground. You know what I mean? So, for him to be saying that, I was like, all right. So my, my, my goal that fight was to be on the ground with him and survive and possibly threaten, even choke him out. You know? And it was back and forth grappling match. You know? And for that, people said, people that don't know the backstory was like, oh, he, he made poor decisions and he has, you know, low fight IQ and yada yada yada. But you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's always good to know the backstory of certain aspects of rounds and and even the game plans going into certain fights because, uh, you know, even for myself, I don't know. Sometimes I'll a fighter will go in, I'll be like, hey, why are why are they moving around like that? I don't know. Maybe they saw something in the in previous fights of their opponent where they could take advantage, and and sometimes it does work out, and they they get these amazing finishes from it, and and other times 
the other fighter is ready for that different game exactly. plan, right? So it worked. You got to look at it like from both perspectives, I guess. Exactly. You know, sitting uh, the guy. It's easy to say whatever from the couch at the moment. So, you know, I'm I'm getting to a point in my career where I'm starting to understand a lot of the things more. You know, more about the sport. You know, more about how the science of it, more the psychology of it, of how people operate, how the guys that fight operate, the fans. You know, so I'm just like people are always gonna talk. Man. People are gonna say whatever. People are gonna say shit like from fucking shit that don't make any sense sometimes that you just got you can't you can't put any value to it you just got to just see it <laughs> and just be like okay just pass it you know speaking about the ground game your last fight you went to the ground mm. and you choked out i fell oh you, yeah <laughs> fell. you fell well you know hey it doesn't matter because it leads to showing your ground game right which is Sometimes it happens that way. Sometimes you go somewhere and it just leads to something uh, spectacular, which is, uh, you know, you go to Brazil and, and get that finish, which is which is pretty amazing, right? Yeah, that was a great feeling, man. That was nice. That was nice. Honestly, though, if I if I could tell you, I was telling you something like, I didn't even want to, I didn't, I didn't want to submit. You told me you before know, that I, fight. Yeah, I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to KO him, you know. I, I thought I go into that fight, I knew I was gonna KO him. In my mind, I was like, yo, I'm gonna put this dude out. I'm gonna put this dude on ice, you know. And because I do well with those aggressive guys, you know, who like super aggressive and want to come and swing bombs, I like that. And the way the way that fight unfolded is hilarious. It's like, it is what it is, you know. Um, I wanted to finish him, you know, with that head kick setup that I had, and I, I landed the head kick. You know, and I keep saying if I didn't fall at that point, because he caught my leg and then I fell. Um, at that point, he was rocked, you know, and then I just, this, whatever, whatever the fight, the fight gave me that at that moment, that opportunity presented itself. So I just kind of just took it, you know, but that's not how I wanted to win. <laughs> well, it shows that, um, like, you're not narrow minded during the fight, because there's certain fighters I feel like they're set on finishing the fight a certain way or winning a fight a certain way where they don't take advantage of certain positions. But in that fight, you showed mm -hmm. that you showed that, Hey, if it goes to the ground, okay, I'm going to take advantage of that. For sure. For sure. But I can be stubborn at times, mm -hmm. you know, and that's when, again, that comes with experience. So before, probably in the past, maybe, you know, maybe I would have just, Oh, he's rocked and I want to get the KO so bad. I would have worked my, try to get up and try to, you know, but back in the day, I remember I said something like, you know, I used to say it and my coaches used to tell it to me, but I never really fully understood it, you know, and I knew I, well, I felt like I understood it at the time. And he used to always say, you know, you want to be empty. You want emptiness in your mind. You know, you want to be able to, it's kind of like, you know, like cliche, like water, Bruce Lee, mm -hmm. that kind of shit. Like, Oh, you know, like you want to be, you got to be like water, you know, shit like that. But he was looking at it from a, he was coming, coming with, with it from a point of, well, you want to be empty. You don't want to be too stuck on one thing. You know what I mean? You kind of want to be, malleable you want to be able to go with whatever you know whatever opportunity presents itself at the moment and like not to be too fixated on one thing mm -hmm. and i feel like you know that was my opportunity to show that i had a, a better understanding of that you know so when i went down i was like all right i need to finish the fight this is a fight not I don't, not only punches and kicks are not the only thing that can finish this, this mixed martial arts bout i can finish this fight you know with, a, with many different ways you know and Right now, I'm on my back. Here's a good opportunity to show people that, you know, I can grapple. So I threw up a triangle, you know. So, you know, it's just like you said, just being being not too narrow minded. And you know, I'm getting better at that. So that's that fight IQ, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Getting better. laughs> 
hey i appreciate the time randy uh hopefully you do get set up and then uh, we uh we we hook up again and, and chat about what's coming up for you yes sir yes sir thank you for having me man it's always a pleasure talking to you man you the man